welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's November 19th, it's 2019, and we're here to talk about the four-game NBA slate for tonight. Joined by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper, Blenderhead. How are you doing, my friend? Good. I mean, I, I could have had a, a great slate tonight. Uh, I, I had 59% OJ Ed and Anobi, and then uh, I, I, I played a ton of Carl uh, Anthony Towns, at 2% owned, and he put up 60. Uh, too bad Donovan Mitchell shot like five for a million from the floor, so like all those combos were ruined. But between that and Tristan Thompson, I mean, it was a profitable day, but uh, it always it always sucks when you're looking at like 367 lineups with like a snowflake 17 from Tristan Thompson. Yeah, um, that's never fun. I my, my highest lineup was 354, and it has Thompson. So right there with you. Um, you know, always fun to have to be on a lot of the right players, and you know, I think a lot of people were right on the right on the right players um, because you know Dinwiddie and those guys. But um, yeah, so it's always fun to have those types of nights. And Luca, um, I was almost uh, I think I had like eighty percent Luca, so almost all in on Luca today, and he absolutely crushed. That guy's just he's so good. Yeah, it, 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 they they should never price him under 10K on DraftKings. So, like, to, when people are asking, oh, now Paul George is available. Do I take out Luca in order to get Paul George? It's like, no, no, you don't take out Luca. Take out someone else in your lineup. But you're going to you're gonna have to get my cold, dead hands to, to get Luca out of my lineups. <laughs> um, all right, let's um... – Let's get into the slate here. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor, fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. They have a $15,000 pick and roll tournament for today's slate, $25 buy-in. $2 big, $10,000 Fantasy Draft is the only rake-free DFS site out there. So if you don't want to pay rake and if you want this membership, you can save a ton of money. I've talked about it a ton. I've saved – over two hundred or two thousand um, dollars in rake since joining um, and playing over there during football season this year. So um, saved a bunch of money, and um, yeah, awesome sponsors of the podcast. Make sure you're checking them out. Uh, Jordan, let's get started here. We get you know with Golden State and Memphis. It's a two twenty two total. Memphis is favored by six and a half in this game. You know, on the Golden State side, Curry, Lee, Looney, and Russell all still out. And then on the Memphis side, Grayson Allen is still out. Um, let's start with Golden State. What are we looking at here on the Warriors? Well, I mean, obviously, it's, uh, it's whoever's healthy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's the first thing. I mean, Russell's out. I mean, obviously, Clay and Curry. I mean, it's not the Warriors. It's uh, the the – Draymond Green and the Traveling Roadshow, uh, that is the Warriors. Uh, playing Memphis is, is uh, I mean, you have to consider that to be a good matchup, uh, faster pace. I mean, Memphis is a younger team. Uh, one thing to note on DraftKings, uh, Draymond Green is now a point guard small forward rather than a PFC. So take that into account when it comes to roster construction. But, uh, I mean, I would have to think that, I mean, there's, there's no one on Golden State Draymond Green is 6,200. He's the most expensive player. So, to me, it's just a matter of, like, what are their rotations? Like, Damian Lee is out. So, I'm still looking to target the backcourt. And it, I even have to consider Draymond Green to be part of the backcourt. So, Green, Burks. Uh, I mean, Poole has no ceiling. Uh, so, I mean, Bowman, I guess. 
So, uh, I mean, at their prices, like, I, I have no problem in cash games, you know, playing multiple of these guys. But, uh, I mean, the front court, I mean, they, they're, they're still healthy. I mean, like, Cauley Stein, Pascal, Chris, Spellman. I mean, they're going to split enough minutes that I that – I, and, of course, Glenn Robinson's there at 4,800 on DraftKings. But I really think, like, if this game is going to stay competitive, I mean, Draymond Green's going to have to do a lot of the legwork. So, at 6,200, I think he's the top play. Yeah, I don't mind Draymond here. Um, I wish he's a little cheaper because he just – I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like he's Draymond out there right now. But I, I feel like he's going to get healthier. He's going to get his legs under him, and he's going to be fine. Um, you know, he's had – he had one good game against Boston the other night. When I'm looking at this, though, like you said, the pace is up. I, I think a guy like Alec Burks is a guy that could really benefit from this matchup. He's going to play around 30 minutes in this game. Him and Kai Bowman, Bowman, you know, right back to what he was at, you know, when Russell was off the floor um, the other night. So, you know, we we didn't get to see Bowman a lot with with Russell off the floor, with Lee off the floor as well. So now that Lee is out as well, um, I think that we're going to see pretty solid production here from Bowman. You know, fantasy point per minute wise, it's around 0.8. Um, would like to see that go up a little bit here. But I like Burks. Um, I, I like the Draymond call. I like Paschal as well. Um, he's a guy that has been absolutely crushing it, um, you know, when Russell's not on the floor. And it goes down a little bit when Draymond's out there, but it's not enough that, you know, I don't think he has some upside here at 5,900. So a lot of Warriors are, are going to be guys that I'm going to target here. And just like you said, this, this pace-up spot, um, you know, Milwaukee or Memphis, sorry, um, playing at like the sixth fastest pace in the NBA, Golden State. Their pace is coming up, um, but uh, they're still around 13th or 14th. So um, want to target some Golden State guys here. And on the Memphis side of things, like Memphis is one of those teams that they've been really tough to figure out this year. But, you know, Triple J, when he doesn't get into foul trouble, has so much upside. Yeah, and I, I, my, my concerns are kind of like mitigated a bit because like, Who's going to really get into foul trouble for? I mean, like Pascal, I guess. Dray, I mean, Draymond's going to be holding the ball more than like playing power forward. So, I mean, we've seen with this this Golden State lineup, especially even when they were healthy, that the you could easily exploit them in the front front court. So, I know Valanciunas is up to sixty eight hundred on DraftKings, and he any questionable minutes. But like, if you told me Valanciunas got twenty eight minutes. Like, I would not be shocked if he had 50 fantasy points against the Warriors. Will he get up there? Uh, probably not, but it is a four-game slate. So if people are going to shy away from him, I'm more likely to take advantage. And you could say the same for John Morant. Like, his pro is, he is very similar to, like, DeJounte Murray, where, like, if he got the minutes, his price is way too cheap. The problem is, is that will he get the minutes? So, like, I have no problem targeting uh, Jackson, Valanciunas, Morant. I mean, it's just that the rest of the guys, it's like they're splitting minutes so much that on a four-game slate, you could you could take a shot at any of them singularly. But I mean, what what's the their ceiling if they're all going to be playing twenty-eight to thirty minutes? Yeah, like you said, the minutes are really spread out here on Memphis, and that's been one of the things that's been tough when you're when you're trying to play these guys. Like you know, I don't hate the Morant call. He's 6,700, and when he does have those 30-minute games, like, they got blown out by Denver the other night. I'm not going to look at that game and say, oh, um, he, only, he only played 20 minutes. But you look at the Utah and the Charlotte games, those games stayed close, and, you know, he got 30 minutes. So I think Morant 
and Jackson are probably my main targets here. Um, but, you know, I don't hate Valanciunas, like you said. If he, he does get 30 minutes um, like he got against Utah the other night, he can absolutely crush in this matchup. So, um, and, on, and also on a four-game slate, if you're not going to play Morant, there's, va- there's validity to paying 3700 and just playing Tyus Jones. Because if the, you know, the minutes tilt the other way, I mean, you don't have many choices on a four-game slate. If you're playing the 58,000-entry contest on DraftKings for 10 bucks, like you're not going to be able to just play all chalk. You're going to have to go for these tilted results. You can play for Jackson getting into foul trouble and Clark getting a lot of minutes. Like Do something like that. Solomon Hill even, even for 3,300. I think this is a perfect game with all these players on both sides being cheap that you could take shots on some of these cheaper guys to sprinkle in to your like uh, multi-entry builds and then you know trying to get lightning in a bottle. Portland at New Orleans, no total on this one. Um, no players in this one. <laughs> That's true. Um, on the New Orleans side of things, Ball is officially questionable. Favors is out. Hart is out. Ingram is questionable. And Okafor is doubtful. Um, we didn't see anything coming out of the Portland game. Uh, so we're just going to assume that Collins is still out. Um, let's start with Portland here. You know, anytime we're talking about New Orleans, we're talking about one of the fastest paced teams in the NBA and, you know, one of the worst defensive teams, you know, they rank third in defense or 28th in defensive efficiency and fourth in pace. So you like the target teams against New Orleans. What's standing out to you here for Portland? Uh, I have a question. Is Carmelo Anthony going to make his debut? Um, so it was kind of, I'm not saying to play him. I'm, I'm really, I'm not saying to play him, but he's currently not even in the player pool on DraftKings. He was 3,200 on Monday's slate. Um, And then they just took it off. I, what I want them to do is add him to the player pool. So some people play him. So I need to know whether or not he's going to play or at least, or at least be active. I mean, at least be on the bench or something. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me um, if he plays here, but I think that it's going to be a little while still. Okay, so if if we don't have to worry about Carmelo Anthony, which we shouldn't have in the first place, uh, I think on a four-game slate, I mean, I obviously we could start with like a Lillard or McCollum, but uh, it's a it's a back-to-back, and they're and they're priced up. I mean, McCollum's now up to seventy-eight hundred. Lillard at ninety-two hundred has a nice floor. I'm questioning his ceiling. I know it's a I know it's a good matchup. He, yes, he can put up sixty but I think there are better options on this slate. I'm more likely to, to attack New Orleans, especially if they're going to have, like, Jackson Hayes as the primary center. Like, if Whiteside gets the minutes, like, he could destroy the $6,300 price tag. But outside of that, like, I'll take shots on a little, a Bazemore, a Zonia. And if I'm not going to play Whiteside, maybe I take a shot in Scala Bissier. I think this is a good place to go for cheapies against New Orleans. Or just fade all of them and just play one of Lillard and McCollum. But I think Whiteside independently on his own. I mean, if he if he plays thirty minutes against Jackson Hayes, I could see him totally taking advantage of that. Yeah, um, he could he could absolutely crush in this matchup. Um, I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, Portland's a team that it's it's still kind of tough for me to figure out like. You know, all of a sudden they're starting to play little around 30 minutes. Um, you know, that, that's kind of interesting. And he's still pretty cheap across the industry, but, you know, that's kind of 
hurt Bazemore. Um, it, it's hurt Mario Hazonia. Like, those guys are kind of irrelevant now. Um, you know, Rodney Hood still playing around 30 minutes off the bench. And the only problem with Rodney Hood is, like, his price is almost back up to what it was at. Um, we're not getting those 3K price tags anymore. So, you know, he's probably not going to pop uh, on too many sheets today. You know, I think that, you know, I want exposure to Portland. I, I do. Um, it's probably going to end up being like McCollum white side type exposure. And I'm not ruling out playing some little um, just because he's eventually not going to shoot like 20% from the field. So um, I think that if he's going to continue to play 30 minutes and put up 10 shot attempts um, and, you know, get boards and stuff, I think that, you know, at 3,500, he's worth looking at on a four game slate. And then, then on the Pelican side, we're going to play a game show tomorrow. We're, we're, we should be glad that this is an 8 p.m. game. This is a game that's, that's going to be before Locke will know. Uh, and the game show is, who's playing for the Pelicans? Because that's what's going to matter here on this. I don't expect Ball to play. Uh, I mean, Hart is out, Favors is out. We got out, guys. Jackson, is, I think, is going to lean more towards playing. Uh, it's, the big question is, is Brandon Ingram. And uh, if he plays and starts 7,200, give him to me. And if he doesn't, uh, give me everyone else. Yeah, if we get news that Ingram doesn't play and Ball is out again, like, you know, Holiday, Alexander Walker, J.J. Redick, um, you know, Hayes with Okafor doubtful and Favors already out, like, they, they become the most popular team on the slate. But rightfully so. They're still too yes. cheap. Like, if Ingram is out, like, and Okafor is out and uh, Favors is out, like, you could play Melly. Like, play – You can play my boy. Right. I mean, you could play Melly and Hayes together. Uh, I mean, I mean, they even have to give minutes to cheat them, and I don't even know who that guy is. So, I mean, I, he could have been the mascot a couple of days ago. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, I don't follow the the deep ends of the benches of these teams, but I mean, if Alexander Walker is going to be putting up double digit shots and and in the second unit and play alongside a little bit, you know, with, with Holiday, I mean, forty nine hundred. I mean, he could easily. He's going to have a six x median projection tomorrow. I mean, Redick at fifty one hundred. I mean, just if Ingram is out, just. I think that the least appealing guy may be like Kenrod Williams at 5,700 because they priced him up on DraftKings, and he's not like a high-usage guy to begin with. He gets a lot of those hustle peripherals that I'm much more inclined. If Ingram is out and, uh, and Jackson is out, I'm, I'm, my ranking for prioritizing this would be Hayes, number one, because there's, like, there's no one else to play that position. And then it would be like uh, Alexander Walker, Redick, uh, Melly and and then more. I mean, like Holiday would still be a great raw points play, but like this could be a day where on a four game slate and cash, you're playing five Pelicans. That sounds fun. Um, you know, it, it also sounds like a slate um, <laughs> to to um, take a nap and yeah. So, <laughs> so um. Yeah, I, you know, I like what you're thinking here with Kendrick Williams just because, you know, if his price is up and, you know, if he's going to be the low-owned of the group. But probably looking at Melly a lot here. But And, like, nobody likes to play J.J., which is always fun, you know, because 
the nights that he shoots the ball well, he's going to crush. And, you know, he has double-digit shot attempts now in four straight with all with Ingram being hurt and stuff. So, it uh, will be interesting to see how this all plays out. Like you mentioned, it is an 8 o'clock start, um, which is great uh, because we're going to need all this news and we're definitely not going to be building any lineups um, before we get this news. So, move on to Phoenix at Sacramento. It's a 220.5 total here. Sacramento favored by 1.5. Um, you know, we're waiting to get the news on Ricky Rubio. Um, In-day doubtful downgrade on Monday, did not play. Dealing with back spasms, that's never good. So, going to have to see if he plays or not because um, that makes a huge difference, obviously. Um, what are we looking at here on the Suns? Well, if Rubio's out, I mean, the two, the two main plays would be Booker and Oubre. They'd benefit the most with Rubio not handling the ball. I mean, they, uh, this, uh, tonight they, they started Javon Carter. On a four-game slate at minimum price, I think he's absolutely in play. And this past slate on a nine-game slate, I didn't even though you could have slate swapped to him, he just doesn't do enough. I mean, he's 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 going to start with the with that Booker and Ubre, but he's going to basically just give the ball to Booker and just hang out in the corner for most of the time. So, I mean, you're going to need raw points. So on a four-game slate, so if Rubio's out, like Booker, you know, I'm not a, thrilled about paying playing him at 8,400, but. I think he's a better play than Lillard at 9,200 and McCollum at 7,800 if Rubio is out. If Rubio's in, he's not a bad play against Sacramento at 6,900. I'm just hoping he's going to be out. But outside of that, uh, Sar- uh, you could play Sarich, you could play Kaminsky, you could play Baines. They're all within, you know, 600 of each other. And uh, they're, all, they're all fine. They're all – I mean, Baines and Kaminsky have pretty much been splitting minutes now. Baines starts, but then Kaminsky comes in. Kaminsky's a higher usage player. But sometimes, we saw t- tonight that uh, with Rubio out, they were more inclined to run the offense through Baines. So Baines got, like, more assists. He got, you know, he got less points and a little less rebounds. But he could fill up the stat sheet more in that case. So even on, like, a back-to-back, Baines and Kaminsky just don't play enough minutes that I'm that concerned about it. And they're not jump shooters anyway. So I think that if Rubio is in, I'm more inclined to play Kaminsky. And if Rubio's out, I'm more inclined to play Baines. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, with them being so close in price, you can really kind of mix it up too um, because it is only a four-game slate and they're both both kind of in play. You know, you were talking about the value guys. Um, you know, when we look at, one game, one game sample. I don't want to get too crazy here, but, you know, Tyler Johnson, Cameron Johnson, and Carter all played 24 to 25 minutes. Um, so, you know, assuming, like, we have so much value uh, in, the, in the New Orleans game and potentially in the Golden State game that we might not even need this value, but these guys are going to be very low owned. So, um, you know, you could you could make a case for taking a couple shots here and – if I'm probably honestly, if I'm taking a shot, if we get news that Rubio's out, it'd probably be Cameron Johnson. He's the guy that's actually shooting out of these three guys. He's a little bit more expensive, but I'm playing it as a as a contrarian play anyway. Um, Cameron Johnson, if he's going to pick up four to five extra minutes here, um, I don't hate him just because I feel like he's actually going to put some shots up, and you know he he's a guy that can put up double digit shots. So I, I kind of like him more. Carter took two shots. Um, I, I was very thankful 
I did not late swap to him. So, <laughs> right. And and if you want, if you want to do a little correlation, I know it's a weird correlation, but I know DK is running a promotion this week with like special things happening. You win money, and I believe that if you play uh, Cameron Johnson and Tyler Johnson in the same lineup, it's Johnson and Johnson. You get a lifetime supply of baby oil. Nice, sweet. <laughs> that was a long way to go for that joke. It was. It was. Um, you you lost me there for a second. <laughs> I had to. I had to like reel my brain back in there. Um, let's go King side of things here. You know, Bagley and Fox already rolled out for this game. You know, Deadman is not on the injury report, but his minutes are just gone right now. He's been dealing with this knee injury, and you know, for some reason they don't just rest him. They're continuing to play him, but. Um, what are we looking at here for the, the, the Kings side of things? I think the Kings are efficiently priced. I think with Fox out, DraftKings has raised these guys' price to – they're not bad, but I don't, they're not standout values. Heald is 7,500. Bogdanovich is 7,100. Barnes is 6,000. Holmes is 5,800. Bielitz is 5,500. Corey Joseph, who does nothing on the court apparently, is 4,300. Yogi Ferrell's at 3,900. And – he does more, but he plays less minutes. So, like, any of these guys could have a ceiling game? Sure. Buddy Heald, yes, could put up 50. Bogdanovich could put up 50 in this matchup against the Suns. The Suns are not that bad, really. Uh, but if you have them in your lineup, I don't call you crazy. But I don't see any compelling need to have any of these guys anywhere unless they're, like, the last piece. Yeah, um... I'm kind of with you on this. And the thing that's interesting here is it's a four game slate and we've all been playing Corey Joseph a lot recently. And if everybody's going to jump off the, the Corey Joseph train here, like I'm going to take some shots in tournaments just because like he owes me. And that's just as simple as that. Like he's, he has sh- shot a combined three for 20 in the last three games um, in this starting role. So I, I think that if, if he could just hit a couple shots um, and, you know, for what it's worth, like you, you mentioned that Yogi's been kind of outplaying him. If Yogi Ferrell starts, um, I, I would have a ton of interest in him. So, and with them being the same price, it'd be a very easy, you know, swap out on DraftKings um, if we get that news. So if everybody's going to jump off, I don't mind it. Um, and, and like, Phoenix plays kind of big, so I have a little interest in Holmes uh, just because, you know, he should play 30, 30-ish minutes in this game. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he has 40-point upside, but, you know, that's been his biggest thing. Uh, anything else from the Kings? We're moving on. No, you could you just just play Corey Joseph and Javon Carter together and see how many empty minutes you could get. Yeah, there you go. Um, Thunder and Lakers, no total on this one. Um, the Thunder are playing currently as we're recording the podcast. So there was nothing before we started on anybody getting hurt in that game. Um, let's start here. And, and as far as the Lakers go, Anthony Davis was probable. Um, Bradley, um, is not expected to play. And I think that was it. Uh, Bradley's out. Um, let's go Thunder here. What do you like here for OKC? OKC is always like a, a team that looks like they are too cheap, but then you play them and you go, okay, that's why they're that cheap. Uh, I mean, Chris Paul, 7K, SGA, 6,100. I think Adams, 
at 4,900, if, 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 if it, one of McGee or Howard are going to be on the court, like they, they can't just send Noel out to the Wolves. They can't play small. So I know Adams is not like known for upside, but he's priced down at 4,900 now. So if Adam plays 28 to 30 minutes on a four-game slate, like I think you could get 25 to 30 out of that. And we know if, if Jackson Hayes is going to be chalky, you could either decide to like not play Hayes and play Adams instead, or you play them both together. You play one in the utility. So I don't I, – it's not – if this was a nine-game slate, I wouldn't care that much about Steven Adams. But, like, in comparison to the others, yeah. SGA has probably the highest ceiling. But, I mean, we he had a hot start, but now not doing all that much. They're not tra- – I mean, this is a back-to-back, but they're not traveling. They're playing the Clippers tonight. So the La- they're playing in the same stadium. They're playing in the same arena. They're playing the Lakers. So, like, I'm not even worried about travel – at all. It's more the fact that I'm more inclined to play in GPP. I'm more inclined to play thunder. If I'm playing like LeBron or Davis on the other side, expecting a competitive game. And for one of those expensive ceilings to hit, probably someone on the OKC side, uh, you know, got, got a good enough score for their price that it's worth playing them. Yeah. See my, my thing here is like outside of Adams, um, I'm just I'm struggling with who I like here just in general because all of a sudden Chris Paul, you know, wants to play and you know be involved here. And you know, you got Gallinari who has zero ceiling but has a decent floor. Um SGA who has kind of been hurt usage wise now that Chris Paul's been, you know, doing a little bit more. So I'm struggling here. How about Dennis Schroeder? You go for the GPP killer yeah. on the and you go forty eight hundred. Schroeder could give you twelve points. He could all give you forty eight, depending on how the game is going. So, like for GPPs, I have no problem if if you don't like Paul or SGA and Gallinari's lack of ceiling. Like go YOLO with Dennis Schroeder. You know, I think Schroeder is the type of player if you're going to try to correlate that you don't need to have a Lakers stud on the other side because. The reason why Schroeder would get a lot more minutes is because probably they're behind. Yeah, I don't hate him, obviously, being under 5K. Um, yeah, the Thunder, they're a team that, you know, is if everybody's playing here, they'll probably be my my least targeted team on this slate. But I could see them being the lowest owned team on this slate, too, and it's a four-game slate. So that's always, you know, very interesting. And, you know, going to the Lakers side of things, when we're looking at, you know, raw points on a four-game slate, you know, you always have to consider LeBron and Anthony Davis here. I mean, for raw, I mean, like, who else are you paying for on this slate? I mean, that's that's the problem. Uh, is Anthony Davis, uh, the past two games, is he interested in playing basketball anymore? I mean, what's going <laughs> on with him? Six, you mean his six combined rebounds in two games? Yeah, like, how does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want to speculate anything but um I don't know it's it still seems like it's the LeBron show um the usage tells us that's still the LeBron show LeBron you know he kind of took a backseat at the beginning of the season it seemed like but he it's been his show um over the last what eight or nine games well I mean for GPPs on a four game slate with his past two recent performances and the Q tag on him and this being a late game with possibly the Q tag on him, even going after lock, 
on, on maybe maybe you don't do it on FanDuel uh, with no late swap, but I you have to consider with his ceiling that Anthony Davis with the Q tag going after Locke is the best GPP play on the entire slate. Yeah, um, I always like when they have that little red Q. And people, you know, they're not going to look at the 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 probable next to his name, but uh, they are going to look at that Q next to his name, and it's always fun. Um, I kind of like Kyle Kuzma as a pivot off of some of these other options in the earlier games. Uh, you know, Kuzma probably not going to go for like 7, 8x here, but I think he's a guy that could go for 6x when we're talking about some of those other value plays in this range. Like those guys could easily bust just as well as anybody else could. But, you know, Kuzma is a guy, his minutes restrictions gone. You know, obviously he's going to be kind of in this bench role and I, I, I'm team bench, Jordan. I, I say it all the time. Like, I, I like these high-usage guys off the bench. And and just to be clear, OKC is not the type of team where this would be a KCP game. <laughs> not typically. But, hey, maybe I'll pull, pull, pull a reverse KCP game. Yeah, last time I said it wasn't a KCP game, he went out and had a good game. So I don't. Wanna... Yeah, but a lot of that was garbage time. So, like, it, that doesn't count as much. I mean, he got there. He got that flame icon, and I had him at 2%, but it's not like it mattered much. But, uh, I mean, really in this game, it comes down to, like, are you going to play one of the studs? You could always take a shot at one of the centers. Sure, it's a four-game slate. McGee, Howard, whichever way that tilts, that's fine. But typically, I'm not trying to target against Steven Adams. That's not considered an easy matchup. Uh, I think the wing players have lower ceilings in this matchup specifically because – Okay, so Paul uh, and SGA and Gallinari, they're good perimeter defenders. So the amount of, like, open looks may be limited. So I think it's more the fact of, like, it's the LeBron or AD show. And, you know, the, the prices on these, these, uh, these secondary guys, like, we got Pelicans. We got Trailblazers. We got uh, Warriors. We got a lot of other guys that are going to get more usage and more minutes in the other games that – unless you're playing it for some type of ownership reason, I, I just don't think they rate out very well. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dwight Howard against um, Noel seems really, really interesting as like a second unit versus second unit type of play. But we have all these other value plays and Dwight, you know, has he played? I don't, I think one time this year he's played over 25 minutes in the game. So um, I just, I feel like they're just not going to play McGee and, and Howard over, over 25 minutes when AD is playing. And yeah. And when that's not happening, like McGee crushed the other night against Golden State because AD was out, but um, unless AD gets ruled out, probably not going to go there. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here. Um, let's start off with uh, favorite play under five X to seven or under five K to seven X. Um, plenty of options today. Under 5K to 7X. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the truck. I mean, Jack uh, with Jackson Hayes. Yeah, assuming, assuming that we get some injury news here. Um, oh, man, the guy that I want to use is actually 5K, so I'm not going to use him. Um, give me give me Melly. Kind of going the same thought process here with New Orleans. I think that, uh, that's if Ingram is out. I'll at least right. give you that qualifier, right? Yes. Yeah. If Ingram's out, like Hayes um, doesn't matter. We already know Okafor. Like we already know there's no other centers. 
Yeah, Okafor is doubtful for sure. Favors is out. Um, give me your guy over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your Who's your bust today? Not very many options. Not very many options. No, I'm gonna go with my. I'm gonna go with Lillard. Yeah, I, I think mean, honestly, I, 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 it's not doesn't mean I hate Lillard. Just out of the bunch, sure. I think all all these. What is there? Six, five guys. I think all five of these guys could five x today. Um, I'm gonna go Anthony Davis just because he's looked very uninterested recently. Not saying that I hate him like you, but I'm not taking Drew because if all those guys get ruled out, I think Drew could get five x and. LeBron could get 5X in his sleep. Um, favorite 6X place on the slate today? Just 6X in general? Yep, doesn't matter who it is. Price doesn't range, matter who it is or anything whatsoever. I, I, I'll, go, I'll go with the boring guy that people may just pass over. I'll go with Steven Adams. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Triple J and hope that he does not get into foul trouble. Um, I love this spot for him going up against this Golden State team. And, you know, kind of like what we were talking about, I just don't see who he's going to be fouling. So I think Triple J has a big game on this slate. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. I, mean, I can't call Valanciunas to be weird, but. Uh, He'd be pretty low on this slate, though, I think. I mean, he'd be low on, but he's not really that weird. Who would be I, – didn't I mention some weird guy? They're like, why, if you could go this way, then you could go that way. You said uh, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Okay, that would be the weird one. There, there you go. I'm going to go with Tyus Jones. I knew, I knew where your thought process was going, and I was trying to remember who it was as well. So, um, It's so hard to get a let's get weird GPP play on a four-game slate. Um, but yeah, Corey Joseph get... is weird enough to me the way he's been playing. <laughs> right. Um. Man, I'm going to go with Frank the Tank. Uh, I think that, you well, know, a not lot that, of – It's not that weird. It's a four-gamer, and he's the backup guy. Like, oh. I, he's coming off of a really terrible game on Monday, uh, bounce-back spot, and um, – I thought you were going to go Cameron Johnson. I thought about that. I did. Um, I probably should have, but – Give me your um, favorite DFS contest for the day, game or game selection question, just just a tournament that's kind of standing out to you today. Okay. Uh, for, for this, I'm going to highlight the $27 single entry GPP on DraftKings. It's like a 400-person, 400-entry contest. It has like a, like a 1K first place prize. I mean, it's not like, like, oh, you could win a lot of money. I think it's a good – place to experiment with contrarian strategies that are not like large field contrarian, but to expect to, to basically study how ownership gets condensed in single entry tournaments where like on this slate, if Jackson Hayes is uh, like 92% in cash games, he's going to be like 60% in the large field GPP. But in this $27 one, maybe he ends up being 80%. So you see that if you wanted to fade someone like that and get leverage in that one spot and then play the chalk elsewhere, a 400-person contest like that, that would be a good place to experiment with like major leverage point. Where, where, when, when you're playing large field GPPs, you're trying to do that like in multiple spots and with construction and everything. But if you just want to start out with learning about leverage, I think – a a bit like a 400, 500 person GPP 
and then taking a shot for even if it's a $5 one, I highlighted the $27 one and go, hey, who's the most condensely owned player? LeBron, I'm going to fade him and then just play the best plays and then just see what happens and go, oh, if he doesn't do well, I move up so much. And it's just, it's just a way to, to study your play before you move into the realm of 50,000 entries and playing, you know, 50 different entries. You need to scale it up somehow. Yeah, I'm going to go over to FanDuel today. Um, they have an 11K NBA dime. It's a $10 single-entry tournament. Um, pays 23% of the field. Min cash is 2X. Top 10 is only getting 34.7%. So you could turn $10 into 1500 um, Again, like this is – I went medium bankroll yesterday. I'm going smaller bankroll today. If you're a guy that plays 40 50 bucks a night, I love these single-entry, you know, $5, $10 tournaments. And – I like the payout structure today on the dime over there on FanDuel, trying to mix it up on different sites each and every day. Um, so, you know, uh, these – and like Jordan's saying, like, art your craft. Study your work. <laughs> you know, do, do your research in the morning on what went right, what went wrong with your lineup, with top tournament player lineups. Um, there's a great video in Roto Academy from last week where Jordan and, and – and Britt went through lineup HQ and talked about how they start their process each and every day. Um, you know, highlighting the results DB primarily to study players. Yep. So um, make sure you're checking that out. If you're a premium member and you missed that, because there's a lot of great information on that video. Um, we're going to skip the over under question today. There's only two games of over unders. Um, uh, oh, no, uh, here's a good over under question. Okay. All right. Uh, what What's the injury report for the Pelicans currently? Who are the people that are like probable or questionable? Um, How many do we have? Hold on. I don't. I don't write everybody down. So let me pull up the official um, injury report here. I currently have five guys written down, but I think there is more. No, but we, we're not counting the out people. Like that favors is out. Like we got those guys. How many people just, are questionable be, or better? It would be Ball, Ingram, and Okafor. How about no and Jackson? Jackson. Isn't Jackson questionable? Jackson's Jackson. probable. You're right. No, he's questionable as well. Okay, so we got four. Yeah. Okay. Over under uh two and a half of out of those four, how many play? Under. Uh, no, 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 yeah. That one <laughs> over under one and a half. One that's a better one. That's a that's the fairer one. Oh, um, do See, one of them play Jack, or do more I than think, two or more? I don't think Okafor plays. And I don't think Ingram plays. It really comes down to Frank Jackson and Ball plays. Um, I'm going to say over one and a half. Okay, because I'd probably say that also. Man, I, I don't know. What would a fair line be? But it's that's, that's the key to the slate tomorrow. Just look at the injury report for the Pelicans throughout the day, and that's going to decide who you play. Yes, sir. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. Um, appreciate you joining me, Blender. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more NBA. Uh, again, if you're a Roto-Grinders Premium member, make sure you're you know paying attention to the projections and stuff as this injury news comes out. You can get a lot of value from that. So, and Discord always. Uh, Blender's always in there answering questions and you know you know talking to people and getting into his brain. Um, We'll be back tomorrow talking some more NBA. I hope everyone crushes here on Tuesday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.